Angela Bassett is the first MCU actor to win a major award for their work in the franchise. Which MCU actor should not have received this distinction? Um, I came up with this question last night and immediately I was like, Vin Diesel as Groot. (laughs) Bro, you've said four words. Because he always says, I am Groot. But in the first one, he did say, we are Groot. So I guess that's actually six words. Five. You, you're, you're right. I can't. <laughs> yeah. But still. You don't, you don't deserve an award for three minutes worth of work. Matt. Um, I, mm, I'm, I'm probably going to get some hate for this. Taika Watiti for Korg. I just the character is kind of entertaining, but it kind of grinds on my soul because he's a rock. Because <laughs> he's not the rock. <laughs> no, he's in the other. Uh, <laughs> the, the other universe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not for long. <laughs> Lydia. I don't even remember what the dude's name was, but whoever it was that like played Rhodey in the very first Iron Man that, for amazing reasons, did not come back to reprise that role. No, no. Terrence Howard. Thank you. Yeah, that dude. Ooh. Yeah, there, there's a reason he didn't come back, and I'm happy he didn't come back, so he doesn't deserve it. And Tabitha. Whatever Natalie Portman's character was in Thor. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because... I forgot she was there, and then she kept reappearing, and I was like, oh, wait, you're in these movies. And then she would disappear again, and then she would come back. Just, she doesn't, we didn't need her. Wow. You just got, you have mad Jane Foster hate. And she's a pointless. Just like me. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to The Geek Awakens with Mitch, Matt, Tabitha, Lydia, and Ticket. So, before we get started, uh, we actually spent a little bit of time before the show uh recording some new sound bites and intros and everything like that you're gonna hear that very very soon uh but i'm bringing it up because um i don't know if it's i couldn't help myself by making bad jokes or if tabitha couldn't help herself by shaming me but um we have already doled out the first shames Within, with, I guess, two S's, um, of the year, off air, how many, how many shames did I get? Dude, we just started, and you're already three deep. (laughs) I'm gonna need you to slow down. (laughs) You're either winning or failing, I don't know. Yeah, you know, we really should, like, figure out which, uh, direction that is, because I don't think we've ever actually said, like, the... Do you win if you have the most, or do you just really, really lose? I view it as winning. I'm going to say he loses. I like that idea. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Every villain is the hero of their own story. 
I mean, because that also basically means that I win like every year. (laughs) (laughs) And and granted, yeah, last year I did blow everybody out of the water. But Matt, there have been sometimes you haven't been too far behind me. So (laughs) maybe maybe slow your roll on that uh, every villain comment. Okay, (laughs) that's fair. (laughs) So um, we are going to start off this week with the pull list. And we have two books to talk about this week. Um, the first one, let me get my hand in the paper. Uh, the first one is Barbaric Hell to Pay, number one. It is out January 18th from Vault. Written by Michael Morecki with art by Nathan Gooden. Uh, so Soren and Steel and Axe are on a mission to save Owen. And they meet up with an old friend to help. Um... We've talked about Barbaric multiple times um, since it's come out. So it's no surprise that we all love this series. (laughs) Um, This book, it it checks all of my boxes. Action, adventure, bloodthirsty axes. Just just all of them. Um, The characters, I mean, just in general, they they are fun. They are well-written. Um I did kind of mess up, though, because I didn't finish reading the previous arc before starting this one. So I knew going into it, like, this is going to sound kind of weird. I knew going into it that I am missing some things. I am missing some details. However, I do think that this first issue is written well enough for somebody completely new to Barbaric isn't going to be completely be like what's going on you know um yeah you're going to miss out on a few details by not knowing these characters but i think overall this is a pretty good jumping on point um but yeah i'm i'm excited to go back and finish the last arc um and i and i'm excited for the rest of this lydia what do you think I don't know if I missed the other arc or if I've just completely forgotten about it at this point, but I didn't remember that there was more to this. But like you said, this does have a very good, like, yeah, you kind of get dropped in the middle of stuff again, but you don't feel like you're missing out on too much. This feels kind of like a Dungeons and Dragons game that has just gone rogue. Because <laughs> you have all these different characters that make, like, no sense as to why they are together. But I love it. Also, the look that Soren gives the one dude when he's tying her up right at the beginning of the book is like, I felt that in my soul. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's how he's written or how his text is written. But for some reason in my head, I hear Axe as Craig Ferguson. I don't know why. Yeah. But I do. (laughs) Okay. I like that. They do now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry slash you're welcome. Um, but yeah, so for not having really any idea what I was getting into, I now want to go back and figure out, A, if I've even read the other part, and B, continue to read this part, because this has been a lot of fun already, and I want to see where it's going, even not knowing where the characters are coming from or where they're going now. Matt, what'd you think? The snark that Axe brings to his existence is just phenomenal. Um, This series just continues. 
I hate to say that it's not getting better because it is, but it just continues to do everything that it's done well from the beginning at a continually high level. Like, I don't feel like you, like, we have, I think we have missed a couple of issues, but I don't ever feel like we get an issue where the quality or the story really drops off. Like, everything is just, like, balls out from beginning to end. Um, it just, like, just keeps going. It's... <laughs> Balls out? <laughs> At least it wasn't balls deep. <laughs> Starting off the year strong, guys. <laughs> and I'm done. <laughs> so, before we get to your reaction, Tabitha, just to kind of go back, um, I did re-listen to one of the episodes where I got like eight shames in a row. <laughs> or not eight in a row but like eight throughout the episode uh but like four of those were within the span of like two or three minutes (laughs) and it was the um fuzzy xbox controller episode (laughs) (laughs) rapid fire shames all right tabitha what'd you think about barbaric okay um i love this it's so snarky it's so fun also the uh creepy mutant tree frogs were a nice addition for me um didn't expect <laughs> didn't expect those they kind of came out of nowhere um uh but yeah no i like this and i also like that they've made like strong female characters in this story in a story that originally was like very like macho manly like now we're getting like strong female leads and that's really cool so i'm enjoying it nice um, speaking of female leads, um, our next book, um, she's kind of really the only character, mm. but, um, Dega is out now from Oni Press. It's, uh, written and, uh, drawn by, uh, Dan McDade. So a lone survivor on a monstrous world, uh, searches for a power source to keep her sanity. Matt, I want to start with you on this one. What'd you think? So, story-wise, I really like this. I liked Dega as a character. I liked Z, her little robot companion that, like, kind of like an R2-D2 droid, like, goes off and checks on things, like, like scouts ahead. Um, The story was great. I love all of that. I love the world. It feels very cosmic horror in a lot of places. Um, and I want more. Like, I want an, I want this story to continue. Um, but I'm not going to lie. I definitely thought that, and I didn't look before I started this, but I definitely thought that this was written and drawn by two different people because there feels like there are some serious disconnects between the art and the story in a few places. Um, and maybe it's the seemingly random shift to black and white from color and then back again. Um, I, I don't know if that's it, but there just seemed some disconnect in the art. Um, but apart from that, like like I said, story-wise, I, I want more. So um, I do hope we get more and see where... Dega goes. 
Yeah. Um, I do want to echo uh, the like the color to black and white and then back again. It was it was weird for me and like part of me wanted to chalk it up but like because there and we had there was no indication given that this was an uncompleted proof you mm-hmm. know but that was kind of what I was thinking I was like man I wonder if they just mm-hmm. weren't you know completely finished with it um, it was once I kind of got acclimated to the black and white from the color. You know, I, I was okay with mm-hmm. it, but it was kind of a jarring at first. Um, I actually read this twice. Um, I read it last night, and um, let's just say I had a couple of beverages last <laughs> night. And so I remember I was able to read the whole thing, but I was like, I, w- I, I want to read this again with a fresh mind. And... My my end thought was the same, that I wanted more. I thought that it ended abruptly. Um, I thought, not. I mean, it ended at, at a good spot to mm-hmm. end, but it was just like I was just like really getting into it. I'm like, oh wait, now we're done. Mm-hmm. What you know? Um, and I would have. I would have even been okay with not having the entire, you know, story of how she ended up on this planet, you know, what happened to the rest of the crew, you know, whatever. But I would have liked a taste of that, you yeah. know, um, whether we get more of this or not. Hopefully we do get some of that backstory. But, um, but yeah, like, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. I just, I feel like this volume could have been double the length. I, I felt like there was so much room to grow, but what we got, I'm still like, I still ended up being like, okay, this was good. Yeah. I'm glad I read this, you know? <clears throat> so, um, let's get into gut reaction. <clears throat> and we're going to start <clears throat> with a little bit of Gen Con news. So Gen Con has announced that they are dropping um, COVID vaccination and mask requirements for 2023. Um, I think I was just kind of looking over this uh, um, this article. That's really the biggest. That's really the biggest takeaway from this article. Um, I'm gonna give it. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and give this a thumbs up. Um, it's still kind of weird to think especially even though i personally haven't been to gen con as massive as it is um like i feel like i feel like with gen con if i were to go i might bring the mask for that <laughs> you know i i you know i'm clearly fine with going to c2e2 maskless and that's you know that's still pretty big in, a, in, a, in and of itself um but it still is not nearly as big as gen con is um, but you know, that said, that is kind of where we are at now, you know, just in general with, you know, with COVID and everything like that. So it's, it's cautious. It's, I am at the same time kind of thing. Like, I don't know. I, I get why, because mm-hmm. at some point you do have to kind of go back to that, but still, I'm just like, 
gosh, but like you are so big. <laughs> you are so big. But it is what it is. And you know what? We'll 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 see what happens. So that's kind of at the stage that we're at. Tabitha. Um C2E2 last year, maskless made me a little nervous. Um especially with COVID back on the rise. Um, I am surprised with Gen Con's decision, um, but I understand it because, I mean, even though you're big, like, it would be odd for them to be, like, the only ones still kind of requesting masks because pretty much no one is, even though they are larger. Um, I guess it's just a personal choice for people, whether it's if it's not required and you don't have to, then you don't have to. But if you're still anxious, nervous, or, you know, just taking extra precaution, you're still obviously able to wear a mask. So, kind of comes down to personal choice, I think, at that point. So, thumb sideways. Matt. Um, Yeah, I think I'm also going to go thumb sideways. Just because this is one of the biggest cons in the country. Um, And yeah, at some point, you know, the world is going to go back to that total, complete life of, you know, not worrying about the vaccines and masks and that kind of thing. Um but I something like this, knowing that they've dropped those requirements, almost would make me more apt to at least mask up when going. Um, but I, I don't know. It, it's we're we're at a weird time where COVID is definitely and obviously still a thing, but at the same time, the world is kind of reverting to the way it was pre-covid so i don't know yeah and with tabitha it becomes a personal choice on how you handle it lydia i'm gonna give it a thumbs up (coughs) i think we are to the point where it is okay for it to be a choice it shouldn't have to be a mandated you have to do this to enter thing it makes sense for hospitals and places like that, but everywhere else, if you want to wear a mask, that's great. That's your choice, but you should not be forced to do it. Tabitha, let's talk about Chris Hemsworth. So, as we know, Chris Hemsworth is not my favorite Chris, but today, not today, yesterday, I read an article that gave me the gave me the sad, but also the happy feels. So... Chris Hemsworth and his wife, Elsa Pataki, are on a series on National Geographic um, um, where they are talking about just the kind of their concerns for the future and things like that. Um, In a previous episode, they had actually revealed that Chris Hemsworth is at a high risk of Alzheimer's due to his genetics. So this last episode, his wife um, was dressed up by makeup artist to be an elderly woman to surprise him at a dinner, um, helping, hoping that that um, might help plant that seed in his memory for the future um, in case he had trouble remembering her later in life. And like, whoo! Yeah, right? Talk about a punch in the gut. So yeah, um, being someone who is at a high risk for not only Alzheimer's, but early onset Alzheimer's, like this really struck a chord with me. Um this is incredible, and I, I kind of want to watch it, but, like, at the same time, like, I, I can't. So, thumbs thumbs up, but also thumbs down for the sad. <laughs> Matt. That's intense. Um, the idea of doing that to help imprint that on his brain 
now for possible troubles later is almost an unbelievable idea to think ahead like that. And it it's, it's all the feels like it's, it's sad. It's happy. It's touching. It's upsetting. It's like, it's all of those things all at once. And I, I, I don't really know how to process all of that just yet. Um, but I guess thumbs up for the forethought to see if they can do something about it. Lydia. I, I am not currently equipped to handle all these emotions. <laughs> <laughs> This wasn't the last story. <laughs> this is true. But yeah, th- 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 thumbs up. This is really sweet and sad and all the things. Yeah. Um, thumbs up. That's that's incredible. Um, I guess it's, it's, it is also different because, believe it or not, Chris Hemsworth and I live very different lives. But, really? Um, <laughs> I always get you guys confused. I know, right? But um, I don't... I don't know that I would want this moment shown to the world. Mm-hmm. Maybe if I am a famous, world famous actor who, you know, every other moment of my life is displayed to the world, maybe at that point it wouldn't be that big of a deal. Um, but uh, that would be a very private thing for me. Um, and on the flip side of that, because I, you know, I just feel that's such a private thing. Zero chance I ever watch that. Um, <laughs> also because it would probably make me cry. Um, but you didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> so the more I think about it, when I first found this story, I was like, what? I didn't know this was a thing. But like the more I read about this article, we may have talked about this literally years ago. <laughs> um, back in 2016... Leonardo uh, DiCaprio's production production company um, was <laughs> um, was in talks to obtain the screen rights to Captain Planet and the Planeteers. Um, especially with Leonardo DiCaprio, I'm like, yeah, of course, of course, he would freaking do Captain Planet. But I digress. Um, Captain Planet was like my like it was my thing back in the day. Anyway. Um, so Glenn Powell spoke to ET online. Um, he was most recently in Top Gun Maverick, but he gave an update about this Captain Planet movie. Um, apparently there is still some life in the film adaptation, even though people haven't been talking about it. Um, he said that it's still in the works. Uh, its overall status will depend on what happens with whatever is going on with warner brothers discovery Mm. so um he said quote i think those conversations will be happening shortly i know dicaprio is super passionate about it i'm super passionate about it i think it would be great i uh i want that one to work i'd love to play that superhero um i also am not really familiar with glenn powell i kind of assume leonardo dicaprio would play uh captain planet but you know i digress um (laughs) I, I'm giving this a thumbs up. Um, I think that, well, yeah, I'm still going to go with thumbs up. Um, I would still love to see this on the big screen. Um, it could be super freaking hokey, but A, so is the cartoon. B, I feel like it wouldn't 
completely cross that line with somebody like Leonardo DiCaprio having hands in it. Um, but still, I would love to see this. Tabitha. Yeah, I feel like Leonardo DiCaprio would be the person to put in charge of this in a weird way. Because while he's very serious about climate change, he's also kind of a quirky, quirky, like fun. Quirky. <laughs> like, I was like, wait, 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 wait. Are we breaking some news on Leonardo DiCaprio here? Like, <laughs> Oh, I thought I just slipped into an Australian accent just for giggles. Um, quirky. Quirky. Um, quirky kind of dude. So... I don't know, like, Captain Planet is hokey, but at the same time, like, I remember watching Captain Planet and thinking I was doing something important, and, like, (laughs) I feel like that's how Leonardo DiCaprio would feel making the movie, so I'm giving it a thumbs up. Matt? Um, I, there's a lot of cases where stuff that we grew up with doesn't need to be rebooted, doesn't need to be redone. With the state of the world today... I don't think this falls into that category. I think this is far enough removed. There haven't been umpteen revisions and revivals and things thus far. It's the original and then whatever this movie would become. Um, I think this would be a good time and it would be in good hands um, for something like this right now. And also... CGI special effects have progressed enough where it's not going to look super hokey if they did it unless they wanted it to look that way for film adaptation. Um, So I'm going to go thumbs up. Lydia. I'm going to go thumbs sideways because I I love Captain Planet and I like the idea of bringing like the awareness that that series did to today's audiences. However, I'm afraid they're either going to go one of two ways with this, or they're either going to go way too hokey, and it's just going to be completely stupid, or they're going to try to play it way too serious, and it's going to just completely fall. Like, there needs to be happy medium, and I'm not sure if they'll be able to balance that and not make it bad. So, speaking of bad. Uh, I have some breaking news that it's bad. Um. You said, is it breaking news? And at the exact moment you said, did we just have breaking news on the Geek Awakens? I got a notification on my phone that is indeed breaking news. Um, Lisa Marie Presley has passed away. Oh. I saw she went in the hospital. Oh, my gosh. She's dead. You said breaking news. Yeah. I gave you some breaking news. That is true. Yeah. Thumbs down. Yeah. Thumbs down. <laughs> That's my gut reaction as well. Thumbs yeah. down. Yeah. Thumbs down. It's a sad day. Yeah. Yeah. 2023 is just it's it's, our, it's only january y'all. yeah i know <laughs> it's only two weeks into january <laughs> all right so before i get to something that's gonna make us all dumber um i actually <laughs> Tabitha, i forgot one of your stories um let's talk about it ends with us oh lord okay so this was like a this was a whirlwind guys uh, okay so colleen hoover who writes like uncomfortable romance novels there's always some like form of abuse between the main characters but then there's also like a love story and then there's you know spicy scenes and like middle-aged women are like flocking to colleen hoover books like they did to uh e.l james and her what was that called 50 shades thank you series back in the day uh colleen hoover is like the number one best-selling author of all time right now she's about to surpass stephen king 
writing smut. What? Wow. Yeah. So Tuesday, she announced that her book, It Ends With Us, was going to become a, a coloring book published by Atria Books. That book, It Ends With Us, is about domestic violence. <laughs> Not that domestic violence is funny, but when I think coloring books... On the list of things that I want a coloring book about, domestic violence is not even on the top two million. Um, now, does it come with like some free like blood red crayons? I hope so. Bruise tone, black and blue, right? So on Wednesday, they turned around and were like, "Oh, our bad. Actually, we're not going to do that because the internet was essentially like WTF, Colleen Hoover. Are you kidding me?" <laughs> so Colleen Hoover is <coughs> is known to be a little tone deaf about things you don't um, say right <laughs> i've read one of her books and it was like it was written by like a overly hormonal middle school boy trying to write like he was a female so it's just it's not my dig but whatever um i'm giving a thumbs down to this whole thing like some of the like number one selling books of the year for most like or like most bookstore chains and a bunch of libraries announced that um those were their most checked out books. Colleen Hoover's books were their most checked out books for 2022. And if the only book you read in 2022 was a Colleen Hoover book, please reach out and get help. I'm more than willing to help you find a book that actually means something and matters. Um, <laughs> shoot me a quick message. You're like, hey, do you have a book recommendation? That's something not Colleen Hoover. Um, <laughs> this whole thing was, like I said, very tone deaf. The book community freaked out. But then those Colleen Hoover stands were like, oh, my God, so excited. Can't wait. Thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> Matt. I, uh, this is one of those situations where I don't understand how a publishing house thought any step along this path was a good idea. Unless they're just like, well, she's super popular, so we're just going to do this. And nobody in the publishing house read any of the material beforehand. Like Oprah recommending books. Like, you know, you should read them or at least have a frame of reference before doing something like this. And whether it's a kid's coloring book or an adult coloring book, like <laughs> these themes don't need to be perpetuated. So thumbs down. Lydia. God, I really hope it's not a kid's book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this... Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I really hope somebody was just like, oh, you want to make a coloring book? Sure, that's fine. But at the same time, I wonder, like, where did they find the messed up person that came up with these coloring images? Oh, God. I didn't yeah. even thought that far. I thought about the yeah. illustrator. And then also, you've worked so hard on this, and they're all excited. I mean, they probably got paid for it. Now what happens? Did they get their money? Like, Quick, cash that check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Either way, thumbs down. There there are much better things to make coloring books of than this. <laughs> yeah. Thumbs down. Um, nobody needs to color about mommy learning her lesson oh my, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <sighs> oh my god what's wrong with you Mitch is getting beat up tonight <laughs> does, does that count as one or is he <laughs> oh my god yeah that was one in one 
<laughs> it was just like three very distinct rings the first time. So I was like, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, in in all seriousness, though, I mean, this is just like incredible and not in a good way. Like, I personally don't understand it, but I, if you like reading about that kind of stuff, okay, fine. If that's if that's what you're into, okay, I'm not I'm not here to shame. But like <laughs> But seeing images and then bringing those images to life with crayons, markers, colored <clears throat> pencils, whatever your instrument is. Um <laughs> didn't like that. <laughs> um it just it adds a whole nother layer to it that somebody should have seen way before then mm. like this this whole idea just like colleen's last name it sucks <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> take away a shame <laughs> that like never happens <laughs> i don't think that's ever happened and i do have a list for that now <laughs> Like we said, I think it's happened like once, maybe twice. Mm. But, all right. You guys ready to get dumber? <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Okay. So, this is in, oh, I think it's in a Joker. Okay. <clears throat> so, it's, so this backup story it's from the Joker, the man who stopped laughing, number four. Okay, um, the the title of this backstory is called "Knocked Upside Down," and basically, so okay, a love-struck Joker confesses that he always wanted to start a family with uh, Zatanna, who, if you're not familiar, she's a magician. Okay. Um, so she curses him by saying, no one else will ever have your baby. And then the next day, Joker is pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, is Arnold Schwarzenegger in this? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, well. um, yeah. So other stuff ensues. Um, <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not gonna like go on. Prenatal vitamins. <laughs> He's like, I'm not gonna go into the gory details. <laughs> um, when he gives birth, it just says bang. Um, oh <laughs> no, not really. Uh, but no, but like that's the <laughs> the rest of the details of the story are not pertinent to why I'm bringing this up. <laughs> I'm bringing all this up because Fox News got wind of this. Of course they did. Yeah. <coughs> and so they are saying that this story um, is an example of, quote, woke garbage. Um, yeah. It says, <laughs> so Fox News contributor Joe Concha I think, says, no longer the Joker, now he's the Woker. Apparently he got pregnant because somebody that he is in opposition to cast a spell on him, so it's not like the Joker became transgender, it's because 
who knows and who cares, right? It seems like everything now has to be impacted, including comic books, which is like the ultimate escapism for children and even adults alike. Um, other Fox News people said that Joker becoming pregnant is disgusting. Um, they said, uh, we've had comic book fans on this very show saying no one is buying this drivel. So why instead of reading the market and stopping the woke garbage, they're doubling down on woke. Fox. <laughs> Friends. Uh, <laughs> this is not woke. It's... I'm not interested in this story at all. When I first... Like, I saw some people posting about it before mm-hmm. Fox News even started talking about it. And even then, I was just kind of like, okay, that's kind of dumb, but whatever. Um, no, nothing about this is woke. It's a silly... It's... It's silly. is just what it is. I mean, it is it is comic book at its core. And, you know, it, it'd be one thing if Joker became... Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. There is a way, I guess, you could make this a woke story, but this ain't it. And you guys, you're just... Yeah. You're just dumb. You're just dumb. Thumbs down. Thumbs down to Fox. Thumbs down to their friends. Also, thumbs down to the Joker story because, like, I'm not... I This is not a enemy of my enemy is my friend like no fox news i'm not agreeing with you i don't like the joker story either but it's not because it's woke it's just because it's not interesting to me tabitha all the things going on in the world all the things and this is what we spent by we i mean fox and friends spent time (laughs) on discussing and probably called in experts and paid for people to talk and had conversations and wasted their precious airtime. I need that meme of like Dr. Farnsworth from uh, what's it called? Planet uh, uh, Futurama. Th- thank you. <laughs> <laughs> See, you made me dumber. Good job. <laughs> Futurama saying, I don't want to live on this planet anymore because it's kind of where I'm at right now. Thumbs down. Matt. This above and beyond everything else just proves that Fox and their friends have no comprehension of what woke even is. Um, the Joker has always been in a lot of ways about shock value. So that's, that's kind of what I take this to be is just Joker going that one step over the line. Like, he tends to do. Um, I'm with Mitch. This story is not one that I am personally interested in, um, but I'm going to give Fox and their experts um, a thumbs down. (laughs) (laughs) Lydia. I mean, I wish I could say it surprises me that Fox News went after this, (laughs) but we are also talking about the same news network that got all pissy about a female Eminem having high heels. So <laughs> about not having high heels anymore. Yeah. 
Well, I, I feel like it's been both. Like, they were mad she had heels, and they were mad she didn't, and then she, they were mad she was holding hands with another M&M. Who cares? It's an M&M. This is, <laughs> this is the same kind of thing. It's like, why do you care so much about some fictional character getting pregnant? What is, how, how is this affecting you? When everything else in the world that you could be actually, like, reporting upon, this is what you chose to spend your time doing. Uh, wow just okay whatever but thumbs down to fox news and thumbs down to joker because this is just even more stupid than it should be (laughs) all right so a nice little comic book uh palette cleanser before we go into our last two stories of the night and tabitha you have both of our last stories tonight yeah because you pick some weird stuff it's not my fault (laughs) this is what finds me on the internet (laughs) (laughs) there's a reason that the internet gives it to you it's called algorithms (laughs) i can't even be mad at that joke Get out of your house. (laughs) (laughs) It took me a second. Like, why are you enunciating each syllable? And then I was like, oh, yeah, Internet. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting on you to contain yourself. Hey, 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 Tabitha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we find better friends? I don't know. Probably not. (laughs) You're stuck with us. I would like to say yes, but I don't. I don't think we can. Anyway, so, um, Robert Garcia, who is um a representative out of California, he's also the first openly gay immigrant elected to Congress. Uh, when he was sworn in, uh, he was sworn in on a copy of the Constitution of the United States. But then also he had se- uh, several sentimental items, um, including a photo of his parents who died of COVID-19, uh, his citizenship certificate, and a copy of 1939's Superman Number 1, which was on loan from the Library of Congress. Um, yeah, giant thumbs up. That is amazing. Um, you know, Superman, it's who we all kind of strive to be anyway, you know? Um, so that's fantastic. And also, yes, let's get some more comic book geeks in Congress. I am here for (laughs) that. Thumbs up. Tabitha. Yeah. Thumbs up. Just, that's incredible. Matt. Apart from your mention of superman being like that american ideal i would love to know if there's any other kind of personal connection that he has with superman in that comic book um just because i feel like there's probably a little more to it than just you know what we're kind of reading into it i mean superman is Um, the number one immigrant that's true yeah yeah. He, he, he gets things done yeah shut up <laughs> <laughs> but i mean think about it like he comes here from somewhere else and he rescues america essentially from itself all the time like what better yeah what better thing for a member of congress to achieve to be you know what i mean like that's incredible yeah, that's, like that's that's really that's what true. I put together for okay. personal feelings yeah i really hadn't thought about it that way but that makes 
total sense. Uh, but I, I mean, I was going to give this a thumbs up aside from that, but even higher thumbs up. And let's just be honest. There is also just a really good chance that he's just like, guys, I just really like Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes the curtains are just blue. <laughs> Lydia. See, I just want to know if like Library of Congress just has like this stash of like first edition comic books that they're not telling us about. Uh, yeah, let's go right now. I'll call Nora tomorrow. Are you ready? Sweet. <laughs> I am stopping at my glasses because I can't wear my contacts that long, but do you think this is appropriate to wear to the Library of Congress? <laughs> Can I change out of my work clothes first? Yeah, sure. Do okay. they have a dress code? <laughs> hmm? Do they have a dress code? I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, it is a library, so probably not. Mm, that's fair. No shirt, no shoes, no service. <laughs> the secretary will look into this in a moment. Um <laughs> <laughs> But no, other than that, like I, I like that he chose to get sworn in on things that meant something to him and that that's what he chose. So thumbs up. All right. So this is our last story for gut reaction. Tabitha, we haven't had a good KFC story in a while. So this is actually kind of older news, but when I came across it and it was a KFC story and we had neglected to talk about it when it happened, I wanted to make sure that we actually covered it. So, I'm just going to read you the headline. We'll start there. KFC apologizes for using Kristallnacht to promote cheesy chicken in Germany. So, if you're wondering what Kristallnacht is, it is the night of broken glass, and it is considered the start of the Holocaust. Oh. So, we'll start there. Oh. How on that day, cheesy chicken from the Holocaust. On <laughs> that day, I, vice versa. Um, they sent an app alert suggesting that customers commemorate the anniversary um, of the Nazi lead attacks on Jews by eating cheesy chicken. <laughs> it's Memorial Day for Kristallnacht. Treat yourself with more tender cheese on your crispy chicken. Now at KF cheese <laughs> so pretty tasteless. you know what they made up for it i'm fine with it now <laughs> um but it, what it commemorates is a two-night rampage leading to the destruction of 267 synagogues and thousands of jewish-owned businesses in nazi germany <laughs> um as well as the deaths of you know a very large number of jewish people uh, they take it very seriously um, in Germany. And about half hour after KFC uh, posted this app alert, uh, they issued a follow-up uh, that blamed the tasteless promotion on an error in our system and said, we are very sorry. We will check our internal processes immediately so this does not happen again. Please excuse this error. And I feel like if something sums up Germany post-World War II... We are very sorry. We will check our internal processes immediately <laughs> so this does not happen again is on point. <laughs> Their internal issue was Steve. <laughs> Steve is fired. <laughs> so, yeah. Thumbs thumbs down to KFC. Like, I don't care if it's a glitch or not. Like, that's just... That's rough. Yeah. Matt. This is another situation where somebody wasn't looking at all the things that need to be taken into account. Um, thumbs down. That's just... KFC has to do better. 
<laughs> Lydia. I'm still with you. How do you connect cheesy chicken to this? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, guys. Thumbs down. Yeah. Like, this is like McDonald's doing some kind of like spam promotion to commemorate Pearl Harbor. I mean, obviously not on that level because Pearl Harbor wasn't nearly as devastating as the Holocaust, <laughs> but still, it's 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 along the same veins. Pearl Harbor, you know, is one of those days where, like, you're not ever going to get, like, a Pearl Harbor sale like you get a Memorial Day sale, you know, like, that's never going to be a thing. So, <laughs> one of the comments I read on this, I wasn't going to say anything, but since you brought it up, someone commented and this is said, this is the equivalent of a bowling alley having a uh, two for one special on 9 11 saying, come knock them down. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, right, it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. I, I thought about making a 9 11 comparison at first, but it's like, but that is still like, that's still something fresh. that's very fresh. Mm-hmm. The ho- or you know, and Pearl Harbor and the Holocaust. I mean, they are connected because that's what got us into World War Two. Uh, but you know, but yeah, it's just it's still it's one of those things. Like, no, we don't. We no, no. <laughs> we're no. not going to celebrate. We'll commemorate. We'll honor, but we're not celebrating. <laughs> like, no, KFC, Colonel Buddy. <laughs> like. Throw throw some of those you know, um, eleven herbs and spices on your ad campaign to make it a little bit tastier. I was real worried where you were going. <laughs> I was literally about to just start throwing things at you to make you shut up. Right. But you landed the plane <laughs> on the correct runway, and I'm very proud of you. Uh, Off air, I do want to hear what you thought I was going to say. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, s- side note, um, <laughs> uh, Library of Congress dress code is casual dress, so jeans and uh, t-shirts are okay. However, there are certain things you can't take, like, you know, food and drinks, newspapers, um, pets, photocopiers, uh, <laughs> like f- full-size computers, uh, musical instruments, and umbrellas? What if it rains? Uh, g- good question. I'm I saying you use your newspaper, but you can't take that <laughs> You also can't take outerwear like raincoats or overcoats, so they just want you to get wet. Rude. You got a leak on all those books? <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks. Thanks for the update. <laughs> so, Anytime. After after the show, you'll go get your glasses. You'll go get regular clothes on. We'll reconvene in about an hour mm-hmm. and then start our road trip. Perfect. Okay. okay. But I said I can't bring pets, so I'm going to need someone to watch my dogs. <laughs> I was really worried you were about to say we need somebody to watch Matt. <laughs> True. <laughs> can't really be trusted. So. <laughs> All right. So... Tabitha, let's talk about something that is just as tasteless as the other thing. 
Yeah, I'm all about the like bad text messages. <laughs> app alerts this this week. Um, I don't know. The cheesy chicken sounded like it tasted pretty good. <laughs> no, it does, yeah, no, it does sound good, but I just I can't bring myself to do it right now. That's fair. So the Askern Medical Practice in Doncaster, England, sent out an accidental text message. You up? <laughs> Worse. So just before Christmas, the text message came through saying that they had aggressive lung cancer. Thousands of people got this text message. Oh, no. Dear Lord. Um, they did send a follow-up message when they realized that that happened in error that said, please accept our sincere apologies for the previous text message sent. This has been sent in error. Our message to you should have read, we wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. However, what the message actually said was, from the forwarded letters at CMP, blank, which was a name, has asked for you to do a DS-1500 for the above patient. Diagnosis, aggressive lung cancer with metastasis. Metastases? It took over an hour for people to get the corrected email. Oh, oh my gosh. Um, one patient had been waiting for biopsy results of her lungs. Oh, God. When she received the text message, again, right before Christmas, and essentially had a nervous breakdown. Um, another patient uh, said that their partner burst into tears hearing the news, thinking that they were, you know dying and he called the clinic on their behalf but he couldn't get through so a bunch of people ended up going in in person days before christmas and while they were there waiting to talk to someone they got the happy new year merry christmas text (laughs) they went from you've got lung cancer to merry christmas in about an hour Um, a lot of people are saying they're not returning to that practice. Um, someone said that that kind of thing breaks people and drives people to despair. Uh, the clinic has still not made a public apology or commented on it publicly. What? Yeah. You have to, you have to publicly denounce that. Okay, so I am riddled with anxiety. There is not one moment in my day where I am calm about anything ever and if i'm sitting in my home at my office in my car and i get a text message that says aggressive lung cancer whether i have recently been to the doctor or it has been five years since especially my last from an visit. official clinic yeah. number correct especially with like official language in it i'm probably if i'm driving i'm going to crash if i'm anywhere else i'm literally going to have a nervous breakdown and if I can't get through to the hospital, you bet your bippy I'd be showing up and yelling at a receptionist because I would want some answers. Yeah. And then I would still, after they were like, oh, actually, we just meant Merry Christmas, I wouldn't believe them. I would think they were gaslighting me to be like, oh, we made a mistake. We shouldn't have texted you that. And then like a week later, they'd be like, hey, actually, by the way, you do actually have lung cancer. Like, that's what I would think in my head. So I wouldn't. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. <laughs> This is why you can't trust doctors. That's why you can't trust anything. Like, you know what's got to suck for that one person who didn't get the follow-up text, and instead they got like, hey, you actually really do. That was my thought, honestly, because I am the twisted person that went, okay, but how many of those people actually did get that message correctly? 
Well, they sent it obviously about someone. So right. Someone they sent it to was, su- was supposed, supposed to, to get-, get, or like it was supposed to be on their chart, and it accidentally went to their cell phone. I don't know how it happened because the hospital, medical center, whatever you want to call it, has still not addressed it anywhere. They're just like, maybe if we don't talk about it, it'll go away. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how that works. That's no. not how that or lung cancer works. <laughs> no. no. And the other thing is like, if you were meaning to send it to at least one person, couldn't you have at least waited till after the holiday, like, to be a little nicer? Right? <laughs> Unless that person has, like, those three days to live or something. It is aggressive. <laughs> Thank you for not sneezing into the microphone. <laughs> but I don't like that you sneeze into the same hand that you then used to. <laughs> I didn't, nothing came out of my face. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we can't have nice things, guys. Remind me to lick Mitch's laptop before we leave. <laughs> you don't know where that's said, been. I'm just glad that you said top. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm ever drunk enough to lick your lap, it's time for me to go home. <laughs> it's time for me to go home. <laughs> you are home. I know. <laughs> and I'm terrified. <laughs> So, <laughs> on that note, uh, that's going to do it for this episode of The Geek Awakens. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> we'll maybe be back next week. We'll see how the rest of this week goes. Um, in the meantime, check us out on social media. Tell us what cool stuff we're missing out on. Any questions, comments, or concerns, then shoot us an email at thegeekawakenspodcast at gmail.com. From all of the geek, we, uh, uh, guys, I'm so glad we recorded an outro. <laughs> I am so glad we recorded an outro. From all of us at the Geek Awakens, thanks for listening, and we hope to catch you next time. Everybody, say bye. Bye. bye.